Hey guys, welcome back to the Far Better Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Clark, and I have with me again, Josh Cantrell. Uh, Cantrell, we're going to go ahead and just get right into it. We uh, may not have a long episode today, you know, it just depends. We, you know, if you run out of soap, you run out of soap. Can't keep lathering if there's nothing to lather with. So we're going to talk today about bearing burdens, and we want to first talk about the idea of describe burdens and what they can be. One definition I appreciate is a burden can be something that you have to carry. I know an illustration I like to use for the military is um, sometimes in the military, in basic training, you have to do certain exercises where you have to carry the bag by yourself. Uh, They're very heavy. Uh, You have to wear boots, uh, different things. And sometimes it's a two-person lift. So a burden, I think here is the idea of a a load or or something that is um, heavy, something that can weigh you down. I know over in Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, uh, seeing we are compassed with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight in sin. Weight there, I think also is the idea of a burden, something that is holding you back. And again, burdens are not sinful or they can be sinful but not all burdens i think here hebrews 12 are sinful but there are also certain things certain people in our lives uh that are burdens they hold us back they hold us down and 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 it it causes us not to go forward and do things god wants us to do yeah and it, it can be anything you know anything at all it does not matter what it is when it is where it is you never know when it's going to strike. You never know when it's going to happen. You never know when Satan is going to decide, hey, you know what? That's going to be a burden for you right now. And I think about people who their lives are going pretty well. They're doing great. And then something happens. Right. And now all of a sudden, what do they do? How do they respond? The second part of this, which I think is where a decent bit of our time today is going to be kind of spent. Does the Lord's body have an issue? With burden bearing, yes. Next question. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think about and and uh, one of the accounts in Mark and Mark chapter two. I allude to it a lot because I think it's a really good one. In Mark two, when they go, when Jesus is in the house at the bottom, the Bible says, "Here you have uh, this man who's sick of the palsy on the top." And the Bible says he has these four friends and they began tearing a hole and they began lowering their friend down to see Jesus. And I think this is just burden bearing 101. Here you have four friends. Now, just imagine like maybe these four friends had families. Uh, maybe they had jobs, certain responsibilities. The text doesn't tell us that. It's just kind of me talking. But just just imagine all the different things they probably had going on in their own lives. Yet. They were there for their friend when they when he needed him. And it's interesting because that as you go through the text, the Bible says when Jesus saw their faith and a lot of young people think, you know, who we hang around with doesn't matter. But the Bible says Jesus saw their faith. And so the man who was sick, you never read about him ever saying a word. Uh, You never him. uh, You never hear him telling his friends, y'all don't drop me as you as you lower me down. Right. And, and and I can just imagine that scene. Imagine a man being lowered down in a bed. Now he's dragging that same bed out. Mm-hmm. Here you have four friends who decided to be burden bearers. And they decided the only way to save their friend was to get their friend to Jesus. Yeah. And, and you know, I did, a, I did a survey a couple of years ago in which I asked my congregation, put a bunch of different 
pieces of paper in their box. And I, I said, I want you to write or type whatever makes you the most comfortable. I want you to write or type what you're dealing with right now and put it in my box. Don't put your name on it. Don't tell me who you are. Don't, don't do anything that would let me know that it's you. You know, put your information that you're struggling with on a piece of paper and put it in my box. And then the last part of the piece of paper had something to do with the fact of has anything been done to help with this problem? Cantrell, when I tell you some of the stuff I read, like alcoholism, things of that nature that my own members were struggling with, that they couldn't talk about openly, but they were willing to talk about anonymously. And the answer of the question of have things been done to kind of help was no. And I think a part of that is because they're not really willing to talk about it. You know, elders, my elders are great. The elders I had at Somerville are great. You know, they're good elders. But if they don't know about a problem, how are they going to be able to solve it? That's right. And if I'm not willing to talk to them about my problem, they can't solve it. And I know that they can solve problems because when I've gone to them in the past and told them about a problem, they've solved it. They found a way to finalize and fix that problem. But I would imagine if we did a church-wide survey and asked the questions, we would find out that many people, many people aren't getting the help that they need. And in some cases, it's because we forget to bear their burden. How sad is that, that you have members who are suffering in the midst of their own family? Like you have members of the body of Christ who it's a struggle for them to get up every day and they come to worship, they smile, they greet, they do anything the congregation asks them to do. And those are the people who are going home struggling, who are suffering. You have preachers. I know we talked about it before during the pandemic, man, we felt like we couldn't have a bad sermon, you know, because we have people, broken people coming in and they need to hear a message of hope. And so as preachers, man, we, we feel like we can't give a bad sermon, yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, and that's, that's just it. Like, if the outside world looks at us and is asked the question, do you like what we promote? Mm -hmm. I think in some cases and in many places, they could say, no, because you don't practice it. You know, we say we're men of the book. We say that we're churches that seek to follow after God and his word, and yet we, we neglect our own membership at times. And I think it's difficult, but... Let me, let me just say this real quick, and and I hope and pray that the people listening will understand where I'm coming from with this, because it's, it's not going to be an easy thing to hear. We need to stop only taking food to people when they had a loved one die or had some type of sickness fall upon. Them. And we need to remember, and I know, I know some people, you know, if there's a, a family and, you know, they've got a wife or a, a husband that's in a wheelchair, they can't get around much. They, they may not want, you know, food taken to them all the time. But there's got to be something that can be done to help them. There's got to be some type of help that we can give them that's not even financial. Sure. Just, just time. You know, hey, can I come over and change all the light bulbs in your house? We forget, I believe, sometimes that our members have problems when they're not in the announcements. And the funny thing is... Every single thing that I mentioned from the congregation that I worked at was not in the announcements. 
and we didn't know about them. And some of the stuff I didn't know, and I regretted saying do it anonymously because I wanted to reach out to the people that had put it on there. And yet here's the problem. Hmm. If I know that you have a problem with, you know, a sickness, and I know you for two, three years, I can forget that you're sick. Especially if you don't necessarily look sick. If I know that you're struggling with this and the passage of time goes by, I know that eventually I'll look at it and forget that you're struggling with that. And the idea of burden bearing is, I think, a continual checkup on our members. And that's not just the preacher's responsibility. That's That's all of ours. Galatians 6 was not written to preachers only. Galatians was written to the southern churches of Galatia who had been overtaken by the idea of the old law. And Paul is telling them in chapter 6, won't you bear each other's burdens for once? (laughs) And I know something that is interesting here as we begin to close our thoughts with these last few minutes. I want to ask you this. In Galatians 6 and verse 7, and it's not the question I have as number 3. We're just going to skip that because we've already talked about it. In Galatians 6 and verse 7, You've got Paul writing this, do not be deceived. Whatever a man sows, he'll also reap. And I think you've probably heard it a lot preached as, if you sow sin to your body, you're going to have sin reaping. Okay, that's not what the verse is saying here. In a proper context, the verse is saying this, if I don't go and bear your burdens, I cannot get upset at you if you don't come bear mine. I cannot expect people to bear burdens for me that I won't go bear for them. What What do you think, Cantrell, is a way that we can try to help get back to the idea of burden bearing to where we realize if I want help, I need to be one that gives help? I think a good example that comes to my mind is at the end of Job chapter 2, in verse number nine, after his wife is asking him, do you still retain your integrity, curse God and die? And the Bible says in verse number 10 to verse 13, how his friends came and the Bible says they sat with him for seven days and they didn't say anything. As you said a, mo- a few moments ago, sometimes we think it's about money and it's really not. Sometimes people just want us to be there with them and for them. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you just want someone's shoulders you can cry on and you can lean on. But it was as soon as Job's friends opened their mouths, they showed just how unkind and unwilling they were to be there for him. In Job 16, verse 2, Job said, all y'all some miserable comforters. Miserable comforters are ye all. And so, again, sometimes the best thing we can do is to just be there for a person. Again, I, I get it. You know, as preachers, we go to people's houses when they pass away. Uh, I can remember being being young preachers, just trying to find the right words to say, but sometimes there are no right words to say. Yeah. Sometimes the best thing you can do is just be with them and hold their hand. Yeah, and the, the best thing that Job's friends ever did for him is the very first thing they did when they went to be with him. Mm-hmm. They were quiet. That's right. That's they right. didn't say a that's thing. That's a lesson. <laughs> and that's, that's exactly, you know, when Job's friends just simply sat with him, they gave him everything he needed. That's right. When they opened their mouths and tried to say, well, you know, you, you had to have done something wrong, Job. Come on now. You got to know that you did something wrong. That's when things went off the That's off right. the deep end. Well, Cantrell, I appreciate you being on this week. Another episode, uh, just a little bit short of what we normally hit, but that's all right. Next week, we'll close out our series with Josh Cantrell together on being strongest when we are together. And then we'll have Brother Robert Jeffries joining us starting in episode 13. 
And so from all of us here at the Scattered Abroad Network, we want to thank you for joining us this week, especially here on the, on the Far Better Podcast. Until next time, let's please God now so our eternity is far better. What's up, guys? It's Caleb and Michael over here from the Scattered Abroad Network, and we just wanted to say thanks so much for listening to this episode. Yeah, we're so thankful to the East Hill Church of Christ for overseeing this network, and we're grateful to God for this opportunity. And don't forget, you can check out our show notes below for all of our social media links, email address, website, and we have a monthly newsletter, so don't forget to sign up for that. Please remember to leave us a rating or a review on whatever platform it is that you use, and please continue to keep our network in your prayers. As always, thank you again so much for listening. Be ready tomorrow. We have brand new content coming out here on the SAN. Thanks so much, and God bless.